Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Q, and I am super, super excited to introduce to you our next guest, Yvonne Hernandez. Yvonne is a mama on a mission to teach meditation to one million children. As a bilingual Chopra certified meditation teacher and Reiki master, she's helping families become the calm in the chaos. The Seed of Balance was founded in her journey to provide tools to manage stress, anxiety, and emotion for her kids' classrooms. Yvonne saw and implemented holistic healing after being diagnosed with vertiligo and has reversed the pigmentation without the use of medication. In her spare time, you can find her leading a Girl Scout troop, creating new episode ideas for her bilingual meditation podcast, and dancing her heart out in her kitchen. Everyone, please welcome Yvonne Hernandez. Hi, Yvonne. How are you? I just wanted to welcome you to the Stay Grounded podcast. I am so excited to have you. How are you feeling today? I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for for thinking of me. That was so sweet. I'm just so excited to connect. And then knowing that we are connected through the Amigas platform, it's like, oh my gosh, yay, something else in common. Yeah, I love that. A big reason that you stood out to me, honestly, was I know that your mission is to teach meditation to a million children and you do it bilingual, which I thought was incredible. And it, honestly, it inspired me because I'm fluent in Spanish. I'm Colombian. And it really inspired me to learn that and to be able to provide that for our communities. So I want to thank you because I haven't seen that. I, it's the first time I actually really see a, a bilingual instructor. So thank you for putting your art out there and wanting to teach these children. And before we get started, I kind of said a little bit about what your mission is, but I want you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and who you are and what got you here. So I'm a mama of three future world changers. I'm a wife. Mm -hmm. I'm also a Reiki master and a Chopra certified meditation teacher, a Girl Scout troop leader, because I'm I'm all about girl power. So helping those future female leaders. And I'm involved at school. I love volunteering at school and just being present for my kids, you know, they're only mm-hmm. little for a little time, you know, a short time. So as much as I can do to, to be present with them, with their activities and on and off campus, I mean, that it fills me up. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah. And then doing my thing, trying to plant seeds of world peace via the children, you know, mm-hmm. they are the future, they're the future world changers. And just knowing that, these tools are going to help them for the rest of their life. And it's going to impact their families and their future families as well. Mm -hmm. Because the things that we learn now, you know, we we keep teaching forward, right? So it's, it's just kind of thinking back how I didn't have these tools. And it makes me wonder like, wow, like, what if I did have these tools as a child, like, I'd be better able to regulate my emotions, my feelings, like everything, just life, right? Um, Yeah, everything. And then as an adult, and I really didn't learn this until an adult, uh, until motherhood, actually. So it took a while to learn, but now I'm here and I get it. And I love it. And I'm so passionate about it. And, and then also being Latina, I'm a first generation Mexican American. And, you know, our, our cultura, you know, our community, mm-hmm. we don't have these tools. And it's very rare to hear that someone grew up with meditation yeah. or 
any social emotional skills, tools, you know, anything that will help them. It's usually like, just go to your room and figure it out kind of thing. And it's like, how do you, how do, you do that? You know, I'm, I'm trying to process these things. And so I want to help community just knowing that we don't have these tools, or at least not the majority of us. Let's help mm-hmm. our community, right? And yeah. because it's going to help the generations forward. Yeah. And, you know, something that you said that really impacted me was go to your room. Oh, my God. You have no idea how many times I heard that. And I'm like, okay. And I, and growing up, I used to feel a lot of anger, but I never understood it. I thought that that emotion was very normal because I would go to my room and just get angry at the fact that, you know, I was sent to my room. I was almost dismissed. And of course, my parents didn't know any better. I'm sure that that's how they were taught changing that for our future generations, I feel like is so important. I literally, as you said that, I felt my mom saying, go to your room, going to my room, being angry, feeling upset. Like, And I think from the upset emotions, they transferred over to becoming angry, right? Because I wasn't being heard because I didn't have the tools, like you said, to really manage what I was feeling. I didn't learn about meditation until I was I think I started when I was 27 in 2017. And like you said, what if I had had these tools since, you know, since I was a young kid, the change, or I think the difference that would have came from all of that, and from understanding how to process emotions and how to sit with emotions, because a lot of us, we don't even know how to sit with our own emotions. They're difficult. I remember when I used to feel angry, I used to just say, well, that's how I am. That's how I am. But now it doesn't have to be how I am. Now I'm asking myself the right questions like, why am I angry? What about the situation made me angry? Why am I reflecting this on another person maybe? Like, why is my anger being reflected into another person? So that one thing that you said, go to your room, just kind of like trickled into all these other things that came up for me. So I totally agree. I don't feel like our culture, our communities have enough of it. But as we kind of transition, I want to know exactly what inspired you to become a bilingual meditation guide? Like what inspired that? What sparked that in you? Because like I said, I'd never seen that. And now I'm going to Colombia in January. So I want to look for somebody that can help me do that because I think what you're doing is so powerful. So please tell us where that where that came from, where that sparked from. You Yes. So this started back when my son was in third grade. He's now going to be a freshman in high school. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Um, God. So at that time, um, so my kids attend a dual immersion school. So they're learning English and Spanish at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that was really important for me. And so they were going through a construction phase. And Mm -hmm. at this construction phase, all of third grade was moved from their big classrooms to little bungalows. And in their eyes, it looked like they're going from a mansion to a closet. And my son, he's very chill. He never really complains. He's he's just like, take it easy kind of, you know, mm. vibe, you know, he's so chill. Mm-hmm. And I really noticed how it was affecting him. And I know third grade oh. is such a big year because they're learning multiplication. And then in third, in at this school, third grade, they're learning the English vocabulary because before it was just Espanol. Like that was their vocabulary oh, in Espanol. Okay. And in third grade, they start with double vocabulary that they and then reading in both books. So it's a lot more intense. But now they have this added thing where 
their classroom is tiny. There's mm. really hardly any space. And I remember going into the classroom like, oh my gosh, like this is a really tiny room. And they're little. I mean, they're third graders, right? They're still really little. They're eight and nine years old. And, but they still need the space, right? And they were used to the bigger classroom. So anyway, so my son just like, I really noticed a big change. I noticed how like his homework and just work, just there's all these things happening and he couldn't tell me what exactly it was. And I, oh. I remember a friend telling me that about meditation, even though I was practicing meditation on my own, because as a mom, at one point I had three kids under five years old. So that meant Ooh. very little sleep. <laughs> I was like oh, wow. on call 24 hours. Um, yeah. And so I didn't have rest. So I learned that with meditation, you feel more rested, even though you have less mm -hmm. sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, can you teach me how to do a, a script for kids? Like, what can I do? She's like, oh my gosh, easy. You can do it. Take them on a journey. Like today we're going to the beach and then just imagine the whole thing. Or we're going to the jungle. Mm -hmm. We're going to the park and just take them somewhere on a journey. Like, you know, and they're so good yeah. at imagination. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's super easy. She's like, just start with breathing. I'm like, all right, sweet. And so I asked his teacher, she's so amazing. I love her. And so she said, I asked if I could come in to do a, like a five, 10 minute meditation. And she said, perfect. She's like, come in on Fridays because Fridays is our test day. And that's usually when they get really anxious because of testing. And I'm like, all right. So then I started going, I started going. And then right before the Christmas break, one of the parents asked me if I was the parent who was teaching the meditation. And I'm like, oh yeah. And she said, thank you so much. My daughter suffers from test anxiety. And ever since you've been going, it's really helped her. And I'm like, whoa, first oh of all, <laughs> third graders have test anxiety? Like what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wait, I'm like, this is amazing that it's helping in something else that I hadn't really thought of. And I'm like, yeah. wow, like this is really do and it was just a few minutes once a week and I can wow. imagine if they practice every single day and so and then that's just kind of where it started and so I created a five-minute bilingual meditation podcast and because the school is bilingual that's why I started doing bilingual because I figured let's continue that so that they're listening to me translate as I'm going and it was just that like that's Wow. Why I decided to do it bilingual. Plus, it keeps me practicing. <laughs> but their school is bilingual. So I figured, perfect. And then when wow. I started researching bilingual kids meditations, I really haven't found any. I'm like, wow, like, I need to tap into this. And so that's why I created that podcast. It's just called Decide Balance Five Minute Bilingual Meditation Podcast. And, and also, I wanted to be transparent with with the families because I did have a friend at one point she asked me, what is this meditation thing that you're doing? Do you no longer believe in God? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh my of course gosh. I believe in God. Like, what does meditation have to do with not believing in God? But, wow. you know, she's super, super Christian, which, I mean, that's fine. I mean, no offense or anything. But for her to question me, like, I don't understand. Yeah. So then that really, I I'm glad that she asked me that because yeah. then... That gave me the awareness of like, what if other parents are thinking the same thing? Like, what are you teaching my child? Are you changing their religion? I'm like, no, not going Like, oh I don't want to do that, right? So yeah, no yeah. one ever asked me that. And I was always transparent with everyone. I'm like, this is what I'm going to Plus the teacher's there. Like, she would never like allow anything like that, right? And that's not right. right. Yeah, that's just kind of where it started evolving. And it was just 
intuitively guide, I feel. I was just intuitively guided to do the meditations. Like what I was saying, I really never had a script. I was just like, think of something. I was like, all right, we're going to go to space. Hmm, What can we do in space? I love that. And we just like, you know, just I just felt it. Like, this is what we're going to do. And then that's when I started, you know, like really looking like, okay, where can I really learn to get certified? And then the school and, you know, who's credited and is it, you know, the reputation and then the money and like all these things. So I kind of let it go because my kids were still little. And then during the pandemic, that's when We All Grow Latina Mm. had this meditation 101 workshop and they were talking about meditation. And so one of the gals said that she works at the Chopra Center. And her and another friend said that they are taking the teaching certification course, the meditation Love. teaching certification course. And I'm like, oh, that is it. That's where I'm going to go. I'm like, these amigas are taking a course. It must be good. <laughs> I trust yeah. amigas, you know, yeah. and it was the best decision ever. I just reached out and it just worked out so beautifully. And so I went through the program and I got certified. And then when I finished, it must have been like, within that week after that graduation, where I heard the call, where I heard the message, I'm going to teach meditation to 1 million children. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And it felt so good in my heart, just knowing how kids need these tools. We're in a pandemic. They don't have tools to process. Even adults don't have tools to process what is happening with a pandemic, right? Yeah. Kids less, right? Like, they have zero yeah. tools. They're just like trying to figure out it on their own because their parents have no yeah. clue or maybe, but very little, you know? So yeah. it was perfect, perfect timing. And I've always been inspired by the Dalai Lama's quote where he says, if every eight-year-old in the world is taught meditation, we will eliminate violence within one generation. And wow. Like, Whoa, that is so true. So that's yeah. where it is. That's the key. If we teach our children meditation, you know, they learn to come from a space of love. They learn mm-hmm. how to go within to find the answers. They know how yeah. to control their emotions, balance their inside, because we don't have control of the outside, but we can control ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, world peace is totally possible. I love that. I love everything that you just said. Honestly, you getting that message after your certification, I think was just divine timing. It's beautiful to see how just you wanting to help your son developed into this whole thing, helping children. And you don't even notice that these children have anxiety over test taking, right? Because we, unfortunately, people don't take the time to ask. Because it's just something that's robotic. Like you just, you go to school, you take the test, but there's no one really asking them, like, how do you feel about taking a test? Let me tell you something. I hated tests. I was the, I felt that. I told, were you saying anxiety over tests? I hated it. Let me write you a good essay. I'll nail it. But a test, it gave me anxiety, not being to memorize, not being able to do this. Not that, and it was just like this, this pressure. And again, just, the fact that this mom approached you and said, thank you so much, because my child is less anxious because you have gone. I know it was only once a week. So like you said, imagine if these children did it every day. I love the imagination because as adults, we kind of lose that, unfortunately. But as children, they are it's so embedded in them. So 
I love to see that you are able to take these children into like, it's like a whole planet for them. It's like a whole different world for them. The 1 million, I honestly, I feel inspired. I'm telling you, and I'm going to keep, I think I'm going to keep telling you this throughout the whole thing because I just had never heard of this. I was like, oh my God, like bilingual, like this is, this is amazing. And I do feel like our communities need it the most. So now let's get into, we've talked about how you got started, which beautiful process. Thank you so much for sharing that. And everybody, if you guys need your children to start meditating, which I highly recommend, please reach out. Like incredible. This is like just so mind blowing. But I do want to get into the benefits of having a daily practice. So some people are like, oh, meditation. It it can be a, a weary process to start, but give us a rundown of what are the benefits of the daily meditation practice, not only for children, right? Because of course, children benefit from this, but even as adults, like what are, what benefits do we get from sitting and sitting still? Yeah. So the very first one is that rest that you give your body. So as you know, as Latinos, or maybe I should speak for myself, but we are not allowed to rest. If you're resting, eres floja. Ponte a trabajar. You know, if you're resting, you're lazy. And so we automatically think we always have to go, 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 zoom, 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 busy, busy, yep. hustle, 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 right? So the first thing you do when you do meditate is you're giving permission, yourself permission to rest, which is wow. you're giving yourself permission to rest, you're giving your ancestors permission to rest, and you're giving future generations permission to rest, which is huge. That rest alone helps your body to start its work, to heal mm-hmm. itself, to repair itself. Because if you think about it, when you get sick and you go to the doctor, the doctor always says, get some rest. Because when you rest, yeah. that's when you heal. So you don't yeah. have to wait until you get sick to rest. So when you meditate, that is a form of resting. So you're allowing your body that space to auto heal, even if it's a minute, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, give yourself that space to rest. That is like huge, like game changer for me. Because for a long time, I could not rest because I felt that. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And then I hear my husband come in like, okay, yeah, I'm busy. Da, 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 like get to work, like pretend I'm like doing something, crazy, right? right? And yeah. it's it's like that trigger, right? Like your body tenses or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a mom, like that's what I would feel, right? But I was like exhausted. Yeah. I'm like, I just need to rest. And then finally someone yeah. said, girl, it's okay to rest. I'm like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> like I got things to do. Like you need to rest. Yeah. So that's like, huge for me. That's the first first few things. Then the other thing is you allow creativity to blossom Mm -hmm. because sometimes we feel like we're stuck. Second thing, intuition. You connect more with your intuition, like that gut feeling of like, should I do this? Should I do that? Or what business should I start? Or what should I do about my business or my career or decision making? Like if you have big decisions Mm -hmm. coming up, buying a house, buying a car, you know, growing your family, like all these things, whatever it is. You start listening to that inner knowing inside of you. Focus. Mm. You have better focus. Because sometimes we're just like all over the place. And it doesn't help that we have these devices that are (laughs) take us down this rabbit hole of like all this stuff. Yeah. Hours later, you're like, wait, what was I doing? (laughs) Why did I hop on Instagram? (laughs) I'm guilty of that. Um, But it gives us more focus to do what it is that we need to do and 
quality work too. Cause sometimes it's just like, you know, not quality, like whatever it is that we're doing, we're just going through the motion of like, I got to get this done and it's done and whatever, but mm -hmm. that focus. So it really helps. So overall well-being, you feel better, mm -hmm. you have more energy, you feel more rested, um, your immune system strengthens, which is amazing for everybody. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And there's a lot of research mm -hmm. too. So if there's those people that are thinking, well, I don't know about this meditation. Does it really work? Google, mm -hmm. Google it, go to Chopra.com. Yep. They have a ton of articles about research and Chopra's Deepak Chopra. He has done a lot of research because he's first a doctor yep. and then he became a, a meditation teacher. And so he is very like on top of it, like making sure research is being done. So if you're wondering like, well, how does it work or what does it really mm -hmm. do to the brain? What does it really do to the body? Go, go to the website, <laughs> go to Google, you know you'll what? find a lot of information. Yeah. And you know what? We will add his website in the resources below. So you guys can do your own research if you're a little skeptical or if you want to continue your research. I will definitely put that in the resources below so that you guys have that and you're able to do your own research about really the benefits of meditation. I totally agree with you on everything that you said. Um, the permission to rest, the ancestor thing totally hit me. Like we, our ancestors did not rest. They did not have the opportunity. And so we are doing that for them. We are allowing ourselves to rest and we wake up and show up for other people when we're able to rest, you know, especially for the moms out there, you know, you guys have so many different hats that you wear. I'm not a mother yet, but I'm, we're always like this, this. And again, like you saying you have to be busy like that, you know, that's crazy. Through meditation, you were able to actually honor yourself and say, I don't have to be busy all the time. <laughs> Even if there's like a million things to do, it's okay to not be busy all the time. Right. right. And when um, you do rest, you actually are better at whatever it is that yep. thing that you're going to do. So it's actually yep. helpful when you're resting. Like, it's just amazing. But another thing that I wanted to add is like, for the benefits, it's like, it helps to reduce depression anxiety. Mm. And then right now with such a high rate of uh, a suicide rate in children, yeah. it's really scary. They don't have tools. So we need to yeah. give them tools. So I feel like I'm the solution to helping mm. families to find these tools, you know, because they go through a lot. There's a lot of pressure in the yeah. sports that they do in the school. You know, if, if they're on honor roll, their GPA, especially if they want to go to mm -hmm. uh, big, big schools that require big GPAs, there's a lot of pressure and yeah. the kids need an outlet. They need some tools to help them process and release these big emotions yeah. because they lock them in. And the other thing is when we lock in these emotions, these, these traumas, all of these things, they get locked up in our bodies, in our cells and our muscles. Mm -hmm. This causes inflammation in our bodies, Jeez. which can lead to illnesses and diseases. The word disease, dis-ease, you are not mm -hmm. at ease. Therefore, right. you need to rest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that causes inflammation. Absolutely. And I remember when I was growing up, when I was, I think, 12, 13, and even, you know, as I, a teenager, my anxiety, again, I thought it was normal. I thought it was like I would wake up and my chest literally felt like it wanted to pop out, like it just hurt. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I thought it was normal because, again, in my household, you didn't communicate that you felt anything. Like there was no communication about feelings. So then I remember just kind of mentioning it to a friend of mine. 
And she was like, Nat, I'm sorry. That's that's like not a normal thing. You need to figure something out. And then that's when I became vocal. I didn't discover meditation then. I wish I had, but I was vocal and was able to get a therapist because of that, which helped me also navigate through these emotions because that I thought were normal, which is the craziest thing. So these kids grow up and they think that a lot of the things that they're experiencing are normal. But in reality, they're they're not normal. They're they're things we're just as adults, we need we need to learn the tools so that we can give them the tools. Because that's another thing. Like there could be a million tools in the world, but if you're not incorporating them in your life as an adult, how can you help kids? Right? You need to be able to be that guide for them because they look up to you. Yeah. They look up to a lot of things that you do. So being able to have the tools, learn them yourself to then incorporate them with your own children. I love that you said that. And they see um, everything that we do. So if yeah. they see that we're not yeah. resting, we're not taking mm-hmm. that time for ourselves. And even though you tell them to, they're not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And even like me, like seeing my mom work that hard, you know, she cleans houses just for years. I always thought that there was no other way to make money other than you working hard to a point of exhaustion. Like that's literally what I thought for a long time. And through meditation, I learned that that doesn't have to be my my story. But again, you do what you see as you grow up. And my parents worked hard all their lives. And so that's what I assumed. And then through meditation, I realized, wow, the art of rest is is like a beautiful thing. You know, and even when I'm close to burnout, I come back to my meditation practices because they help me center. And I also notice that the inflammation in my body goes down a lot of it because I feel it as I'm sitting. And if you sit still, you literally feel your body like pulsing. That's inflammation. Like that's literally your body letting you know that it's inflamed. And I've, I notice because I've, you know, from close to burnout to then I count like 30 days or so, I feel a difference. Like I see it, I feel it like, and it makes me show up even better for the world, you know, like in, in ways that I couldn't do when I was close to burnout. So I, I love that you say that you said that I, I saw it in my childhood and I made it a point to change it. And definitely through meditation, it has very much helped me change that perspective. I kind of want to get into if there's a person that has no prior knowledge has never experienced meditation. They have never, this is the first time that they even hear about meditation. How do you suggest that someone begin a practice? If they have no idea, this is like the first time they've ever heard of it. How do you, what, what would you say to someone like that? First, I would say to let go of those expectations of what a perfect meditation practice looks like mm. because of Instagram. <laughs> those are just pretty <laughs> Yes. Yeah. They're pretty pictures, guys. It's so true. That's all it is. You don't have to have a special cushion, a special seating position, your hands in, you know, a certain way, your fingers in a certain way, lighting the candle that you you can, if you want to, if that's your thing, but you Mm -hmm. don't have to. And I feel like that's what the first thing that intimidates people because they're like, oh my gosh, there's all these things I got to do. The lighting, the chair, the cushion, the blanket, yeah. the, the my knee hurts. So I can't bend right now. I can't cross my legs and mm-hmm. whatever. Like the excuses begin. I'm like, all right, first, yeah. let go of all of that. Mm-hmm. Second, if you have, if you can start with a minute, you can just put one hand on your tummy, one hand on your heart and just breathe and notice your tummy expand. Just take that mm-hmm. minute. And that's all you're focusing on. And if you start thinking of things, just 
focus on your tummy. Say, I'm inhaling and say it to yourself. I'm exhaling. I'm inhaling Mm -hmm. and focus on that. And then, yeah, you can start adding, adding, adding. Another thing I like to ask or suggest is when you're washing your hands, what are Mm -hmm. you doing? So while you're washing your hands, you can take big breaths, inhale and just go slow. Exhale, feel your tummy expand, feel your Mm -hmm. ribs expand, lifting up your heart, hold it at the top, and then exhale, releasing all that stagnant air out. And you're just washing your hands, right? Literally. And you can even like look at yourself and like, because then you're looking at yourself. So then you're thinking, oh, I'm looking at myself. I'm watching myself breathe. I'm watching myself exhale. Mm -hmm. So then it's less thoughts in your head, right? Because we have Mm -hmm. a million thoughts going on, all the things we've got to do, where we got to go, da 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 da, right? But if we take those, what, 30 seconds or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that is your first rest of the day. And then yeah. check in. And that's how you're going to check in. And that's something I really like to teach. Check in with yourself. Did you take a deep breath today? Because a lot of people don't. Yeah. Until someone says it or they hear it somewhere or whatever, they're not. They're, they're functioning with just shallow breathing. So then your yeah. brain doesn't have enough oxygen. Your cells don't have enough oxygen. You know, what happens? Your Everything starts constricting. Your muscles get tight. Then you get frustrated. You get stressed. You get anxious. Yeah. Then it, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Take a deep breath. That is like the first thing. The breathing is the first step, yeah. the foundation to meditation. Deep breathing. Yeah. And you know what I love that you said? That meditation doesn't have to look a certain way. I am, when you said that, I'm such an advocate for that. Like meditation, sometimes I sit and lean up against the wall because I need the support. You know what I mean? Sometimes I have my legs up against the wall because I need circulation. Sometimes I'm lying down because I'm so tired that my body needs it. And so it's also becoming aware what your body needs. Like being aware of, okay, maybe today I'm not going to sit upright. I just, I don't have it in me. And that's okay. Like maybe today I need the wall to help me. I need help. And so seeking the help from all these different things and and really tools that are around you that we don't even notice, that we don't notice. I'm such an advocate for meditation does not look a certain way. Sometimes when I meditate, I'm listening, but I'm also stretching because I'm like, you know what? I need to hear the words wash over me. But I also need my body to move at the same time. And that doesn't look like that for me every day, but there are times that it does. And I actually, when I started meditating, I had heard about the washing of the hands and I started to do that. I was like, it was, let me tell you, it was so frustrating at first because I was like trying to be mindful about like the fact that I'm washing my hands or even with the dishes, like when I'm washing the dishes or, but it did make me be aware of my breath, which what you were saying is so important. And through the awareness of my breath, I realized how chatty my mind was. I realized how much was going on here. And I couldn't focus on breathing because my my mind was so loud. And then through that, but again, consistency with the practice is so important. And then guys, it's so important. The consistency of the practice is what's really important also. Once I started to actually incorporate it, I, I saw the switch. I saw how my mind was quieting down and my breath was becoming louder. You know, like I was like, oh, oh like such a transition. And 
of course, it didn't always happen. We're human and we have so many thoughts. Like, it's just, it's hard for that to always happen. But even that moment, like, allows you this presence of just like, like, you're okay. Like, you're connected. You're okay. You're in your body. Nothing else, nothing bad is really happening at this exact moment. Like, you're feeling very in tune with yourself which then connects you to yourself, which then makes you more present. It's like all these ripple effects that happen from just really being aware of your breath. That's what meditation does. It brings out the awareness. And then something you were Mm -hmm. mentioning right now with the chatty brain when you're washing your hands, which I'm sure it's going to happen to a lot of people, is also bringing your senses. It's like, okay, look at the water running. Look at your hands rubbing. Look at Mm -hmm. the bubbles that are forming. Look at the colors mm-hmm. that it's making, the form, the shape, the, the feeling. You feel it in your hands. Like take that extra few seconds to like feel the soap in your hands, you know? And then when you're done, just smell your clean hands, you know? Mm-hmm. Using your senses helps to get out of that chatty mind. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. The, using the senses, that's powerful. I was actually just writing that down. I was like, because it, it pops. Like people don't use or even sometimes we're not even grateful for all our senses we're not aware of how grateful we should be that we get to smell we get to hear music or people telling us i love you just the touch of your own skin saying that oh my god i have my body with me today and it's shown up for me like i love that you said the senses because i i very much do use that in a lot of my meditations like i use the senses because i feel like the more we connect to our senses, the more connected we are. And again, it's always like a ripple effect of how you can connect to your body through just simply being aware of these five senses that we already know exist, right? And then maybe it goes off to the sixth sense, which is like your intuition. Being connected makes you connect to all these other things and makes you connect to your intuition, which helps you throughout your life. And it's all from a sense of practice and meditation. It's, it's just crazy. It's crazy how all of this just goes back into a simple practice that you can incorporate one minute a day. And of course, once you get the hang of it, you're going to love how it makes you feel. And so you're going to want to continue the practice. It's natural because I remember when I first started meditating, guys, I hated it. I was like, this sucks. Like, this is so, like, I don't get it. I just didn't understand it. But then I really sat with it. And I started small. I started to do small things because I was I was trying to meditate for 20 minutes and I had never meditated in my life. I was like, that just did not make sense for personally me. So once I started to do it five minutes and then I was like, okay, well, the five minutes are doable. Like I was, I was like, all right, well, this is, I started using guided meditations. Instead, I was, I was trying to do the 20 minutes in silence. And I was like, this is crazy. Like this just doesn't work for me. But once I started using guided meditations, lessened the time. It made me feel good. And so three months later, I started to up my practice. I was like, all right, well, this is making me feel great. I need to feel more of this. And so I started to up my practice 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Now I can go up to like almost an hour with really good meditation practice and not feel anxious. Not all the time. It's like, it's not all the time, but there are moments where I can, I need the hour, you know? And so taking it slow is a really big thing that I want to tell people. Take it slow because we live in a society that makes us feel like we have to just zoom through things, zero to a hundred. But what if you did zero to 10 and then 10% to 20 and then 20 to 40? 
and then 40 to 60, and then you slowly, gradually get to that 100, it's going to feel less scary, right? Because it's so intimidating and it's going to feel good to your body and to your nervous system. You also can't shock it into like going from like no meditation to like 20 minutes, what I was trying to do. It just makes no sense. And in that, I kind of want to get into our other question because this kind of trickles into that about the importance of meditation practice for our children and how can we, if it's intimidating for us as adults, right, (laughs) to meditate and to just sit with ourselves, how can we start, what are steps that we can take to start the practice with our children? And even people, I would love to start a practice with my nieces and nephews, right? They're like five, six, you know, they're getting to that age where they're all over the place. So how can we, if it's intimidating for us adults, how can we start a practice with our own children? So washing your hands could be a good way to introducing, or you can have Mm. them like sit maybe with their favorite stuffed buddy or, you know, Mm. you can lay down because then, and you put the little buddy on top of your belly. And so as you inhale, your buddy Mm. moves up and then you exhale and it moves down. So it kind of makes it fun, right? So you got to find like the fun way to kind of introduce to them. And then once they're okay, then you can have them sitting down and just put their hand. If if they're somewhere where they don't have like their, their favorite toy, then you can just say, okay, just put one hand in your tummy, one hand in your heart. Or you could say, let's imagine we're smelling a flower, your favorite flower, or maybe the fresh baked cookies. That smells so Mm. good. What are your favorite cookies? What do you like to bake, you know, with your family? And then imagine they're in front of you and smell them. So you're you're getting them to like take the deep breath. Because even little kids, mm. are, they, they're just shallow breathing too. But when you yeah. take that big breath, it's like, that's the deep breathing. That's what we're looking for. And then exhale, letting that air out and like all the air until there's nothing left, nothing, get it all out. And you just encourage them, get mm-hmm. it out, all of it, all of it. It's like, okay, let's try again. Smell the cookies. Your favorite cookies. Mm. They smell so good. Breathe it in, breathe it in. And then get it all out. So something like that. Very simple. And also using your senses when they're doing different things too. Washing your hands or maybe they're playing with something. Like, oh, what does it look like? What does it feel? Or when you're at the table having a meal, hopefully a family meal. It's like, okay, before you eat, look at your food. What are the colors? What are the shapes? What are the textures? And then smell your food. What does it smell like? What are the different items on your plate? What do they look? What do they smell like? Wow. Yeah. And then taste each one and just take that moment to really taste it. And then you can invite everybody. Okay, let's all do this together. We're Mm -hmm. all going to taste it together. And then you're doing it as a family. You know, you're you're slowing down and really enjoying your meal. So yeah, there's different ways to kind of incorporate those slowing down moments in, in, in your daily routine. And that, that's what I like to say. It's like, you, it doesn't have to be something extra. You can incorporate these pauses in what you're doing. Yeah. And you know, it's a, while you do that, you're also doing it yourself as an adult. <laughs> Like your children help you kind of step back because you are so busy. You are so tired as a parent. You are running around doing a million things, having a full-time job, going to these parent-teacher conferences and showing up for your children at school and their field trips. So it also allows you to just step back and 
be present with them. I remember I did this program and my meditation teacher, she said the food thing. That's what it reminded me. One of our assignments was to get a fruit or something that whatever we wanted to eat for the next class. And so we went into it and I love grapes. So I got grapes and she's like, okay, so now we're going to take a couple of minutes to really eat, like think about the textures, think about the colors. Is there something that you maybe miss because you're just constantly eating and you're just like, oh no, like you don't even notice. I just inhale and the what, food. Yeah, you just inhale the food because you're just like, I'm eating, I'm hungry, whatever. But when I stopped to pause and really analyze the grape, I saw that there was a little bit of green in there. I started to analyze like, okay, the inside, she had us like bite into it. And if you're able to touch the inside of the fruit, just all these things that I did not, was not aware of before and made me very aware about the way that I'm eating also. Now I really try, I try, and it's obviously, like I said, it's not every day because every day doesn't look the same for all of us, but I really, when I have the time and I can cook and I can sit, I step back and I'm like, okay, this, this, this actually like, it feels so nice to eat it and take my time. And so incorporating that for children is such a powerful tool because I, I just remember when I was younger also, because my parents were always on the go. I, that's how I ate. And now like, I don't try to eat like that. And I want to take my time. I want to enjoy the pleasures of life. And I'm a big foodie. So for me to enjoy food is really important. And I didn't see that because growing up, we were unintentionally always doing something and in a rush. And so I love that it's like a communal thing where you can sit with your children and really have dinner with your children and pause with your children. And like I said, I don't have children yet, but I would love to do something like that with my nieces and nephews. You know, I'm like Latia. So like, I would love to just take them out and just like, guys, let's enjoy. And then I actually think I'm going to use that tool with my nieces and nephews and maybe just kind of like asking them, hey, what do you taste? And how does it smell? And then, and it's funny, as you do that, I feel like also kids bring out this very playful side of you, you know? So children also teach us. They teach us how to, I guess, kind of stay our purest because we're always like moving and we're always doing and it's just, it's tiring to just always have to be on the go. So really having and allowing our kids to pause. And from what I'm, you know, getting from you is like when they start to grow up, they'll appreciate the art of pausing, right? Like analyzing what they're eating and analyzing, you know, their space and their textures. I had a friend this of mine. Awareness, awareness mm-hmm. of like, oh, my meal is in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Instead just of how you were saying, just, just go, 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 go. Oh, Which okay, a lot of families time. do. They're like, hurry up, you got to go do your homework. You got to go take a bath. Yes. Da, 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 and get your clothes ready and ready for tomorrow. And parent is exhausted. Yeah. Like, can we take like just a few minutes to just be present together? Mm-hmm. So phones off. Put it away, face down. Yeah. Put it on the counter, away from your table. It doesn't have to be next to you. What turn? Put it on. Do not disturb. I always do, and I'm like, I'm enjoying my meal with my kids. Whoever needs me can mm-hmm. wait. And sometimes, yeah. like I'll by accident, I'll leave it face up, even though my do not disturb is on, but like it'll light up. And there's a like a text message notification, and my kid happens to walk by. Oh, you got a message. I'm like, it's okay. They can wait. We're gonna eat together right now. 
Mm, because they feel yeah. like, oh, you and got a message. You got to go hurry up and answer. And I'm like, you why? Right. No. And again, because this generation is so different from ours. I was growing up in a generation where I had to, everybody had to log off and not be on the phone so I could get internet connection. You guys better not be on the phone because I need to get on the internet. <laughs> internet it didn't even exist. And it was just like cell phones were kind of coming into play. And I just remember I couldn't call anybody until after nine because I didn't have three minutes. <laughs> You're not getting a text message from me until after nine because I don't have free text messages. Yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah, like now it's, they don't, that's not an existence for them, for children. Like they, they're like instant, instant <laughs> everything. It's like, no. In, yeah. And so having them pause. And I, again, I reiterate like how inspiring that is. It it really is, you know, giving our children the tools so they can process, so they can feel, so they can step back, so they can take a moment, you know, so they can just not feel like they always have to be on the go, 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 because really society makes us feel like that. And especially the growth of social media, like there's just like this comparison that happens all the time. Like if somebody's 21 and has everything together, like a career, like it's okay. That's their story, right? It doesn't necessarily, maybe you don't figure out what you want to do until you're like 30 and that's okay too. Like, and even then you can as... change your mind again and it's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Just teaching them that it's okay. I, I personally have done so many career changes and it has always led me back to this, to helping people in this way. But had I not done those, I wouldn't have experienced different joys, right? I wouldn't have experienced trying new forms of art and getting creative and just not taking myself serious. And all the things that I learned, I, I bring them into this practice. And like I, like you said, if I'm 30 and I want to change my mind, that's okay too. There's, there's nothing wrong with starting over. And our children, especially because college is so important and education, having to pay where you want to, what you want to study in school at 18. Like I was like, you know, when I was 18, I wanted to be a lawyer. I'm like, now <laughs> girl, no, like I can't even imagine like being at a law firm and like, and I was there for eight years and it made me realize like how, like how un, like non-present I was because I was just so in, in the career and like moving and making sure that my parents were proud that their daughter was going to law school, you know, where it's like, then I gave myself the opportunity to change. I gave me, myself the opportunity to experiment. And when I introduced meditation, it just solidified that it was okay. And that my pace is not everybody else's pace. So I think it's important that our children learn that, especially in today's times. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's scary. It's scary to say, but it's the truth. But we are kind of getting close to the end of our episode. I don't know if there was anything, any final words that you wanted to add about the importance of having a daily meditation practice, of teaching our children any, you know, last words of wisdom that you would like to give before guys this is gonna be really exciting Yvonne is gonna guide us into meditation to close out this episode so I just want to know if you have any words before we jump on and do that so just something I'd like to share that meditation is a practice you will mm -hmm. never be a hundred percent at it even myself sometimes I you know I fall asleep or whatever but it's okay it's a practice mm -hmm. give yourself some grace because it is a practice. And just try a little bit at a time. 
a little bit of time, like how you were saying, just a little bit of time, whatever it is that you can do. And if you can be consistent, that is the key. 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes, and you can go up or less. It it doesn't matter. But as long as you do something for yourself, you're checking in with yourself. Did I take a deep breath today? Mm, Did I? Put it in your calendar if you have to check in. Did I take a deep breath today? I mean, those are like the main, main things that I would like to leave everyone with because those are just the most important things. So, and yeah, and if you have any questions, I will have some kid course, of a mindful kids course available online. It's coming up. Actually, I think by the time it airs, it's already live. So just go to my website, decidebalance.com, and it'll be in the show notes. And my Instagram is decidebalance, decide balance for whatever it is that I'm doing, all the things. I'm always coming up with something, collaborations, and just always something fun. I'm always open to trying new things. So in-person things here in Southern California and then virtual events as well. So yeah, different things that I'm trying to do and and yeah, continuing to teach in person as well at the schools and virtually as well at the schools. So yeah, if you know anyone who would like to bring meditation at schools, just send me a message. I'd be happy to connect. And I look forward to 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 any feedback that, that you may have. So Whenever yeah. you are ready, let's settle oh, in. Yeah. All righty. I need this. Okay. So take a deep breath. Exhale. Inhale. Nada. Bring up your body. Llenando tu cuerpo. Exhale. Exhala. Letting all that stagnant air out. Take a moment to thank yourself for giving yourself this time. Quiero que te des las gracias por tomar este tiempo para tomar una pausa, por estar aquí presente. And I want you to just take a moment to ask yourself, Who am I? Quiero que te preguntes, ¿Quién soy yo? Who am I? Just be aware of the breath. Ask yourself, what do I want? Ahora pregúntate, ¿qué es lo que quiero? What do I want is an experience. You don't have to force an experience. ¿Qué es lo que quiero? Es una experiencia, pero no puedes forzar una experiencia. Just allow the experience to come to you right now in the form of a sensation, image, feeling, or thought. Just be open to it. ¿Qué es lo que quiero? Es la experiencia que se presenta en este momento en la forma de una sensación, imagen, emoción, o pensamiento. Simplemente mantente abierto a esto. Now ask yourself, what is my purpose? Ahora pregúntate, ¿cuál es mi propósito? This is also an experience, so allow any sensation, image, feeling, or thought to come to you, staying open. ¿Cuál es mi propósito? Esta es también una experiencia, así que permite que se presente cualquier sensación, imagen, emoción, o pensamiento. ¿Cuál es mi propósito? Last question, what am I grateful for? Allowing any sensation, image, 
feeling or thought to come to you. La última pregunta, ¿por qué me siento agradecida, agradecido? Permite que se presente cualquier sensación, imagen, emoción y pensamiento. ¿Por qué me siento agradecidos? What am I grateful for? Now silently begin saying the following sentence. I am. Then your full name, first name and last name. Ahora mentalmente comienza a decir la siguiente oración. Yo soy. Y luego tu nombre completo. Nombre y apellido. I am. Yo soy. Now drop your last name and just repeat. I am and your first name. Ahora quita tu apellido y simplemente repite. Yo soy. Y tu nombre. Now drop your first name and just repeat. I am. I am. Ahora quita tu nombre y simplemente repite, yo soy. Yo soy. Change the name to Aham. Aham. Which is the vibration of I am. Y ahora cambia el yo soy por Aham. Ah, um, que es la vibración del yo soy. Ah, um. y, ahora, en, y ahora deja ir ah, um. So now you will say the primordial sound, which is so hum. So hum. Y ahora vas a decir el mantra del sonido primordial que es so Hum. So hum. So hum is a tool that will help us connect to that inner silence. So hum is una herramienta que nos va a ayudar a conectar con ese silencio. The repetition of this mantra is gentle and relaxed. There is no need to force or concentrate. La repetición de este mantra es suave y relajada. No hay necesidad de forzarlo ni concentrarse. As you repeat your mantra, so hum, you may notice that it changes. It may become faster or slower, louder or fainter, or it may even become distorted. However, your mantra continues, changes, continue repeating it effortlessly without resisting or anticipating changes. It's more like listening to it rather than saying it. Mientras repites el mantra so hum, quizás notes que cambia. Puede volverse más rápido o más lento, más fuerte o más débil, o incluso puede distorsionarse. Sin importar cómo cambie tu mantra, continúa repitiendo sin esfuerzo, sin resistir o anticipar cambios. Se asemeja más a escucharlo en voz, de decirlo. From time to time, you may notice that your attention has drifted away from your mantra to other thoughts in your mind, a noise in the environment, or a sensation in your body. Whenever you notice that your attention has drifted away from your mantra, gently come back to it. De vez en cuando, quizás notes que tu atención se ha alejado de tu mantra, so hum. 
a otros pensamientos en tu mente, un ruido en el ambiente o una sensación en tu cuerpo. Cuando notes que tu atención se ha alejado de tu mantra, suavemente regresa a él. Remember to let go of any expectations you may have during the practice. If you notice that you are focusing on a feeling, mood, or emotion, or if you are waiting for some experience to happen, treat this as you would any other thought, and gently bring your attention back to the Soham Mantra, innocently going with the flow. Recuerda dejar ir cualquier expectativa que puedes llegar a tener durante la práctica. Si notas que estás enfocando en su sentimiento, un estado de ánimo o emoción, o si estás esperando que ocurra una experiencia, trata esto como cualquier otro pensamiento. Y suavemente regresa tu atención a tu mantra So Hum. Fluye con la corriente, inocentemente. Please continue meditating. I'll watch the time and let you know when to stop repeating the mantra. Por favor, continúa meditando. Yo me fijaré en el tiempo y te avisaré cuando debes dejar de repetir tu mantra. Your eyes closed. Meet the mantra. And rest in existence. Por favor, mantén tus ojos cerrados. Deja ir el mantra. Y descansa en la existencia. Rest in awareness. Descansa en la conciencia. Rest in being. Descansa en el ser. Just rest. Simplemente descansa. Existence, awareness, being. Existencia, conciencia, ser. Sat, chit, ananda. Resting in existence, awareness, being. Resting in presence, resting in I. Descansando en la existencia, la conciencia, el ser. Descansando en la presencia, descansando en el yo. Now resting in being, resting in I, resting in existence, awareness, presence. They are all the same thing. We will introduce four intentions, as I pronounce them, mentally release them, in being. Ahora descansa en el ser, descansando en el yo, descansando en la existencia, conciencia, presencia, todo es lo mismo. Introduciremos las cuatro intenciones. Mientras las pronuncio, mentalmente libéralas en el ser. Joyful, energetic body. Joyful, energetic body. Cuerpo alegre y energético. Cuerpo alegre y energético. Loving, compassionate heart. Loving, compassionate heart. Corazón lleno de amor y compasión. Corazón lleno de amor y compasión. Reflective, alert, mind. Reflective, alert, mind. Mente reflexiva y alerta. Mente reflexiva y alerta. Lightness of being. Lightness of being. 
Tijereza del ser. Tijereza del ser. Continue to rest in being. Continua descansando en el ser. Ahora realiza algunas respiraciones profundas. Muévete y estírate suavemente. Please bring your palms together in front of your heart center. Por favor, junta las palmas de tus manos enfrente del centro de tu corazón. Bowing with gratitude to your soul and to those around you. Haciendo una reverencia con gratitud a tu alma y a las almas alrededor de ti. Please open your eyes gracefully and bow soul to soul to those around you. As we say the blessing, Namaste. Por favor, abre tus ojos con gracia y haz una reverencia. Alma con alma, con aquellos que te rodean. Mientras decimos una bendición, Namaste. Namaste. The light in me sees the light in you. La luz en mí ve la luz en ti. Gracias. Thank you so much. So whoever says they cannot meditate in silence, this is how. You meditate in silence by using a mantra, which is a vehicle, just a beautiful tool to help us. This is what I was trained, and this is how I help people to go into deeper meditation, because a lot of people find it challenging. So this is what it used. Yeah. And so you can use Soham, which is a very general mantra, or you can have your own mantra if you know the your birth date, location, and time. And then we can calculate what your mantra is. But if you don't know it, it's okay. So Ham does the same thing. So that's something else that I can that I can provide. So that was about two minutes that you went into silence just using so hum, mm -hmm. which is very powerful. Once you start practicing, you can do five minutes to mm -hmm. start. I do 30 minutes. That's when you really go in deep. And yeah, it's it's a practice. Sometimes I have a lot of thoughts. It's like, oh, come back to my mantra oh mm -hmm. come back to my mantra and then or i'll hear it a noise and i get distracted oh come back to my mantra come back to my mantra so it's a practice but this is one of the ways to go in deeper into a meditation practice and there's so many different ways to meditate which is something that i teach the kids i teach them different kinds meditations so yeah thank you so much amiga i appreciate mm -hmm. you thinking of me and for this beautiful conversation this beautiful connection yeah. <laughs> no listen thank you for being on i feel so relaxed <laughs> no idea i feel so relaxed after being guided into this such a beautiful meditation and it's transformational when it's also done in spanish so gracias por por esto por llegar por existir for just like really showing up in the world the way that you do. I really appreciate it. And of course, in the show notes, you guys will all have ways in which you can connect with Yvonne. So make sure that you do if this was impactful for you. And of course, thank you so much for listening in and for tuning in to such powerful conversations. I'm excited to see where we go and hopefully we can collaborate in something beautiful. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone and thank you for tuning in. Till next time, everyone. Bye.